now, it's time for the Tim Donnelly Show on the talk of the New River Valley. 1017, 1035, and 1460 WRAD. Good morning, everybody. Happy Wednesday, January 22nd. It is 6.06 here on the WRAD Radio Network. I'm Tim Donnelly, alongside producer Lobro here inside the Mockadoos studio. Guests and callers do join us on the Baker Team Hotline. That's 540-639-4900. 540-639-4900, the Baker Team Hotline. Uh, for you Hokie fans out there, just to get things started off where they should be started, Hokie basketball tonight uh, taking on North Carolina. That game will be played on our sister station, 105.3 The Bear, the flagship for Virginia Tech Athletics. It is a home game, so if you're in Blacksburg and looking for something to do tonight, you can catch Virginia Tech against North Carolina, and uh, and it should be an interesting one. North Carolina, not what it's been in the past. Matter of fact, that's something we cover in the Gotcha Covered segment just in case the game does pop up in a conversation that you stumble your way into today. You need to know what's going on, and for that, we got you covered. No one has time to catch all the games. Don't worry. Tim will get you covered. So the big news that everyone is up in arms about, everyone is artificially angry because the world is mad at it, then you should be too, is that Derek Jeter is in the Hall of Fame, but one voter decided not to put him in, so he is not a unanimous Hall of Famer like his former teammate Mariano Rivera. But you are smarter than that, because I'm going to tell you why you are smarter than that. The only reason everyone is upset is because he's a Yankee. How about this? He has no MVPs. How in the world is someone with no MVPs at a premier position like shortstop going to be the second unanimous Hall of Famer of all time? He's only ranked in the top five in war for two seasons making him unanimous would be a travesty to all of the other hall of famers that were not unanimous you think of the all-time greats you think of hank aaron you think of ken griffey you think of the best players of the best players of the best ever none of them were unanimous so why in the world should should Derek jeter be unanimous just because he was a yankee and played on some good teams get out of here with that nonsense and the other side of it though uh the other side of the hall of fame inductions larry walker finally punches his ticket to Cooperstown. How about this one, everybody? More home runs than Derek Jeter. The exact same amount of RBIs in less years as Derek Jeter. Better average than Derek Jeter. An MVP award that Derek Jeter doesn't have. How in the world did it take Larry Walker this long to get into the Hall of Fame, but Derek Jeter gets to coast on in almost unanimously? Kansas, Kansas State. Disgusting. Black eye for, for college basketball needs to be taken out of the game. Coaches, players need to take it upon themselves to not let that happen. Not only was there a gigantic fight at the end of the Kansas-Kansas State college basketball game that was spurred by people try, or players trying to continue playing while the game was out of reach in the final seconds, but Silvio D'Souza picked up a, a, a stool and was ready to swing the, the stool at another player before an assistant coach got on a hand on it and stopped him. It is disgusting. It is a black eye on college basketball. It, it will linger. This is not going away anytime soon. Suspensions should be handed down not only to the players, but to the coaches and assistant coaches that couldn't control it. There needs to be a severe deterrent to this, and if the punishment does not match the offense, then no one will stop. Uh, When it comes to Hokie news, how about this? Landers Nolly, and and more importantly, Landers Nolly's father, quoted in a Roanoke Times story from Mark Berman, this is straight from Landers Nolly's father. 
Landers is a pro. At the rate he's going, he won't be back next year, which means he's looking out for him. He's looking out for the best in, uh, the, the best interest of his son, but also putting it out there to Hokie Nation that Landers Nolly, the third leading scorer in the Atlantic Coast Conference, his goals are the NBA. Everyone grows up with different uh, imaginations, right? Some people, when they're in their driveway, are counting down three, two. One, and putting up the shot. And when it coasts through the air, it's going to win them a national championship in college. Some, on the other hand, three, two, one, and it's an NBA jersey that is on their, 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 uh, that they're wearing inside their imagination. Landers Nolly appears to be an NBA player. Tonight for the Hokies, Virginia Tech taking on North Carolina. Cole Anthony not playing. Uh, North Carolina under 500, one and five in the ACC, just trying to stay afloat, not even from an NCAA tournament or, or a ranking standpoint, just from a program sanity standpoint. We've seen Roy Williams go up and down and up and down and up and down a few times. And uh, let's just say they've been on a down now for a while. Zion Williamson will make his debut tonight. We we saw him up close and personal as Hokie fans last year in the NCAA tournament when, when Duke was able to be just a hair better than the Hokies to punch their ticket into the Elite Eight. I'm putting it this way. What does success for Zion Williamson look like tonight? Is it 20 points and 10 rebounds? Is it five highlight dunks that are on Center? Is it a win for New Orleans? Uh-uh, uh, uh, no, and absolutely not. What success looks like for Zion Williamson is health. Hopefully he stays healthy. Let's start with baby steps for a rookie making his very first start. And lastly, Antonio Brown again catches himself in in some disadvantageous situations uh, of his own doing. Um, He needs help. We should be treating Antonio Brown like we treated, like we are treating Delonte West after the video of Delonte West, obviously, Um, dealing with some mental health issues has surfaced on the internet. Teammates, former coaches, uh, league officials have all been reaching out to Delonte to try to get him the help that he needs. Let's just say this, Antonio Brown, he needs as much help as anybody else. That is Gotcha Covered. This is the Tim Donnelly Show. I'm Tim Donnelly alongside producer Lobro here inside the Makadoo studio. Um, the news of the hour, as you heard in, in that, that, uh, that Gotcha Covered segment, is the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame. And it's, it's, I mean, overshadowing what the Hall of Fame is, is the fact that Derek Jeter came up one vote short of being a unanimous Hall of Fame selection. Now, I choose to be someone, and you should choose this as well. This is some life advice segment here. I choose to be someone that doesn't let one little eatsy weetsy imperfection take away from the overall glory of, of, of something that is happening, right? If, if a football player completes 29 of 30 passes, I'm not going to harp on the one that he missed even if he should have completed it because 29 out of 30 is still recklessly deserving of praise. So I, if, I, if I'm the biggest Derek Jeter fan in the world, which I am not, right? want to be clear on that one. I'm a Mets fan, which means the Yankees and, 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 and my fandom don't traditionally get along. I can appreciate greatness, but I am not a, a Jeter fan by any stretch of the imagination. But even if I were somebody that had an array of different pinstripe articles of clothing, all with the number two hanging in my closet, if I'm somebody that, that, that unironically 
posts respect with a two in place of the S on Twitter. If I were somebody that actually believes that, that Derek Jeter is the best shortstop of all time, I still would not be bogged down in the who is the one person that didn't put Derek Jeter on their ballot. Smoke them out so we can stone them in the center court. I wouldn't be that, and you shouldn't either. But since we've meandered down that path, since we've wandered to this point in, in, our, uh, in the conversation, let's have the conversation. And the conversation starts and ends here for me. The only reason anyone even notices, anyone even cares that he is not a unanimous Hall of Famer is because the guy played for the New York Yankees. Is because in whatever draft, 1990, whatever draft that he was in, he went sixth overall to the Yankees instead of the Twins. It's the only reason this is even a conversation. You pick up his career and put it on any other team, he might be a Hall of Famer, but he darn sure is not near unanimous. And I believe that. And, and, and when you hear the statistics, it's, it's overwhelming. You do realize that in the history of, of professional baseball, of which there is a long one, right, going way back in the history of professional baseball, there has only been one other player to be a unanimous Hall of Famer. And it was Mariano Rivera, who was a closer, but the only thing that he had working for him is he played for the Yankees. Derek Jeter never won a most valuable player. Unless you include All-Star MVP or World Series MVP, he never won a league MVP award. He was never the most valuable player in the American League. He played with MVPs. He played alongside MVPs. He played against MVPs. He was never. Explain to me, seriously, and, and, and I mean this genuinely, if someone can explain it to me, explain to me how someone that was never, ever the best player for an entire season in their own league deserves to be one of the two unanimous Hall of Famers, which would say he's one of the two greatest players of all time. Who in their right mind? Not only does he have no MVPs, he only ranked in the top five in war, wins above replacement, an advanced statistic that takes into account all forms of play, defense, base running, hitting, uh, pitch selection, everything. He only finished in the top five twice, and that's in the American League. That's not even in the entire league. Twice. Making this about Derek Jeter somehow being snubbed is, is, is taking away from the fact of how many unfair advantages he had throughout his career to even get him to this point. Oh, he should have been unanimous. Maybe so, but he shouldn't be as highly thought of as he is. And just because he played for a specific team. Because right? he played for the Yankees and he played alongside Roger Clemens and because he played next to... Alex Rodriguez and because he had Mariano Rivera closing games and because Andy Pettit was being an absolute workhorse in, in, in the, the rotation, he got to win a lot of games and we credit him for it, even though these other guys contributed as well. And how about this, everybody? How, let's, let's, if you want to walk down this path, let's walk down this path. And I got my walking shoes on so we can go a long way. I got comfortable sneakers and a pack of water. 
How about this? The the argument for Derek Jeter, the most obvious argument for Derek Jeter is the winning, right? Is all of the World Series that he has on his hand. He can make a fist and cover every knuckle with a World Series ring, and I get it. How many of those World Series included Andy Pettit on the roster? A known steroid user, an admitted steroid user. How many of those World Series included Roger Clemens on the roster? A guy that cannot get into the Hall of Fame because of his steroid use. Despite the fact that he has seven Cy Youngs. How many of those World Series were won with George Steinbrenner as the owner? Steinbrenner was banned from baseball for years for working around salary cap illegally. So if we're crediting him for winning, we need to take away some of those wins for cheating, whether he was cheating or not. There's so much cheating going on. It's if, crazy. If, if you put the best baseball players around any other Hall of Famer and, and you let them cheat, they might win a couple World Series too. And they might get called the captain too. And they might have cool Nike advertisements too. And they might get a deal with Jordan to make his cleats too. And they might have a bunch of kids that grew up thinking he was the absolute champion of all champions too. And I want you to know, the only reason I have to rail against Derek Jeter like this is because you forced my hand. When you get upset that he's not unanimous, I have to be the one to step in and say, well, here's why. You ask the question, I bring the answer. And I don't think you like the answer. He's only ranked in the top five in war in the American League twice. He can't be the second best baseball player of all time. And by the way, Mariano Rivera is not the best baseball player of all time, but the Hall of Fame voting would tell you that he was. I mean, sometimes you just need that cold glass of water to the face. The only thing they have working for him is they played in New York. If you take either of them, pick up their careers and put them with the Texas Rangers. Who? <laughs> that, that might be a large portion of, of people that are upset today would be going, yeah, okay. You, t- you pick up their careers, you put them in Oakland. They're good players, not all-time greats. The other that made it into the Hall of Fame, Larry Walker. He, I, I might have a positive argument for. Maybe I'm anti-Derek Jeter, positive Larry Walker. Who saw that coming next? Don't rush off. The Tim Donnelly Show will be right back on WRAD. Tim Donnelly Show back on the talk of the New River Valley, WRAD, 101-7-1035-1460 AM. Live inside the Makadu studio, guests and callers join us on the Baker Team hotline. That's 540-639-4900. 540-639-4900. So obviously the news of the day when it comes to Hall of Fame is, is Derek Jeter not being unanimous. And part of what I was talking about is how that is distracting us from the actual good, right? Um, Larry Walker is actual good. Larry Walker making it into the Hall of Fame is actually deserving. And and it's it's I'm going to equate it to something here uh, that, that Hokie fans will understand. Um, Larry Walker from a statistical standpoint, which is really what the Hall of Fame is based off of, has been a Hall of Famer since the moment he retired. He has more home runs than Derek Jeter. He has the exact same number of RBIs in three less seasons than Derek Jeter, 1,311. He has a better average than Derek Jeter. He has an MVP award. He's a multiple-time All-Star. He's uh, 
well-liked. He's got trademarks. He's got big plays and big moments. He's a Hall of Famer. However, there was one argument against him, and it was a foolish argument, but it was simple, right? It was easy to digest. So voters used this one argument against him to keep him out for years. Now, let me explain. The argument against him was he played much of his career in Colorado. That was it. But it's super easy to digest because uh, Coors Field is played at high elevation. The ball travels more there because the air is thinner. So you hit a ball, it carries a bit further. And everyone could understand. And you could look at his home run numbers and say, well, that's because he played in Coors. You could look at his batting average and say, well, that's because he played in the thin air of Colorado. You could look at his entire career and write off almost all of it before you realize he was better on the road. Before you realize there's been a ton of players that play in Colorado that don't do what he did. Until you realize that wherever he he plays, the guy's a Hall of Famer. It's just that simple. And it's things like this that concern me when it comes to, remember I said I was going to equate it to something you would understand, when it comes to Bud Foster, right? Because Bud Foster, I believe, is a college football Hall of Famer. He's the best defensive coordinator uh, to ever do it. Statistics will back you up. Uh, the, the numbers will back you up. The best overall defenses will back you up. There's so much that will back you up regarding Bud Foster's spot in the hall. However, there's one very simple argument. It's very easily to digest, and it almost gives voters a cop-out, the committee a cop-out, and it's he's a coordinator. He's not a head coach. As, as foolish as that is, it's, it's a cop-out, right? It gives them something to point to to say, that's why I didn't vote him in. Larry Walker should have been voted in years ago, but they had something they could very easily point to and say, that's why I didn't vote him in. And as soon as you give them an out, they're going to take it. As soon as you give them an out, they're going to take it. And, and, and that worries me because Bud Foster, there's an out there. And as upset as, as Hokey fans will be, would be, could be, should be, if, if that situation plays out the way I think it will for Bud Foster, uh, that's how upset Colorado fans were about Larry Walker. Right? Because it's obvious. It's obvious. And, and maybe there's an element of if you pick up Larry Walker's career and you put it on a coast, Right, you don't play it in in Colorado. You pick up Larry Walker's career. You put it with the Yankees, and he's a unanimous Hall of Famer. Maybe, just like maybe, if you take Bud Foster and you put him on, I don't know, Alabama, he he might be a first ballot Hall of Famer. But those are all superficial reasons. The reason you should get down to putting them in is because they're good enough, and it's that simple. I'm glad Larry Walker made it in. I I I. My, my heart is warmed when a deserving player, not someone that's going to water down the hall, not someone that doesn't deserve to be shoulder to shoulder with the greatest of the greats, when someone that is deserving of the hall gets put in the hall, I, you get a warm, fuzzy feeling. Similar to what I should get whenever Bud Foster becomes eligible and they put him in. That's just a little comparison to put it in, in terms that you would understand here in Blacksburg. 
We're going to take a break. When we come back, Kansas and Kansas State went ahead and put a black eye on college basketball last night. Serious conversation after this. This is appropriate music for our next segment. Have you ever uh, have you ever seen the movie Dirty Work? Dirty Work? Dirty Work. Uh, this is the Tim Donnelly Show, by the way. Talk of the New River Valley, WRAD, 101.7, 103.5, 1460 AM. Clearing it up, this is not the movie Dirty Work. This is not the movie Dirty Work. But have you ever seen the movie Dirty Work? I have not. It's the last movie that Chris Farley ever appeared in before Chris Farley died. It's Norm MacDonald, uh, Artie Lang, uh, the, an old actor that you would recognize if you saw him. Mm-hmm. Um, but there, there's a scene where there's a, uh, a street fight or a bar fight about to break, a, uh, break down, right? Like okay. it's about to break out. There you go. The guys are about to start throwing fisticuffs at a bar and, uh, Chris Farley walks over to the jukebox and there's an old, old, uh, you know, bar regular leaning against the jukebox. And the guy goes, Oh, it looks like there's going to be a melee. You gotta, you're going to put on a song, something I'm paraphrasing. And he goes, Oh, yeah. Rolling Stones. Street Fighter. G7. And then the old guy goes, you just hit G8. And then, if you like pina colada <laughs> and getting lost in the rain. And the whole fight is then soundtrack to the, the pina colada oh, song. Oh, that's awesome. So, it's, I mean, it's funny, right? It's, it's Chris Farley. It's Norm MacDonald. It's, it's a funny movie. That's great. Um, but, but, you know, there is a sense that music like what we just heard is is better for fights. And we're about to talk about a fight. And it happened at the end of a Kansas-Kansas State game. And uh, it was a 81-59 victory for Kansas, right? So the game was not in doubt. The, the, the fight happened at the very, very end of the game. Um, but it was it was rooted in this weird disrespect thing, okay? I don't know who, but somewhere along the lines, someone – Likely a coach thought it was poor sport to run up a score or to keep playing to the whistle. What happened was Kansas was up by 23, something like that, right? There were seven seconds on the clock, eight seconds on the clock, whatever it is. And and Kansas is just lazily dribbling the play out because they're assuming that Kansas State is going to do the quote-unquote classy thing and and – Stand around idly while the the game ends. Kansas State was like, no, 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 no. If we're you know if we can lose by twenty one, that's better than losing by twenty three. Ran up, grabbed the ball, drove the length of the floor. Uh, shot was blocked, and and a melee ensued. And, and it was a disgusting black eye for college basketball. And I and I can't emphasize that enough. Multiple punches thrown, and and not the kind of punches that you throw while yelling, "Hold me back." that you don't expect to actually land. These guys were trying to hurt each other. Haymakers, roundhouses, hooks, right? Uh, more punches thrown <laughs> over a longer period of time than we saw from the McGregor fight over the weekend. Yikes. And, and it got really ugly for a hot second. Now, so this was just because... The Kansas didn't just kind of because Kansas down. State didn't just, just let Kansas run out the clock is is what it looked like right so so Kansas State stole the ball after Kansas had already kind of decided that everybody should stop playing Kansas State drove the length of the floor uh, the angry Kansas player blocked the shot 
walked over him, stood over him. This is Silvio D'Souza, who was a big part in this fight, walked over, stood over him, looked down at him, which would have been a technical even if the fight never broke out. Um, Kansas State obviously did not like the, the taunting element of it. And, and what it was is this. This is exactly what it was. It was four or five reactions that were too big for the transgression, right? Yeah. It was Kansas State probably shouldn't have been driving to score when they're down 23 with no time on the clock because it didn't really matter. Kansas probably shouldn't have stormed in, blocked the shot, stood over him. Kansas State probably shouldn't have pushed Silvio D'Souza for it. Silvio D'Souza probably shouldn't have thrown a punch at them for pushing him. Now, the entire Kansas bench shouldn't have come back onto the floor. Silvio D'Souza probably shouldn't have grabbed a stool and held it over his head like he was going to mash someone over the head on Kansas State with it. I mean, why make a huge deal about it? Why not just, you know, just keep playing the game like normal until the clock runs out? The the fact of the matter is this. You can't do it. It's really simple. Like, I was going to go into a big thing about, uh, about uh, you know, all who decided what's class and who decided what you can do. The fact of the matter is, whether you believe Kansas is in the right, Kansas State is in the right, no one is in the right. You can't fight during a college basketball game. You can't fight ever if you're a college basketball player. And that's that's definitely not class. You're talking about what's classy, what's not. That's not classy. And and I'm going to paint this in another way. You're right, right? If you want to talk class and you want to talk being a representative of your program and if you want to talk being a a good person and a good example for the young people that look up for you, up to you, if you want to talk about that, then yes, you can't fight, right? You got to be the bigger person. You got to walk away. You got to turn the other cheek. All of those cliches are cliches for a reason. But I'm going to paint this from the, the, the perception of a competitor. Kansas has goals this year, right? Big goals. They want to win the conference. They want to go to the NCAA tournament. They want to win a national championship. Getting into a fight hurts your chances of achieving those goals. Silvio D'Souza is not going to be playing for a long time. Anyone that threw a punch is not going to be playing for at least a couple games. And this spilled into the, the, the fans. It spilled into the stands. So now you have to add those kind of multipliers, right? You throw a punch, it's one thing. You throw a punch while in the stands, it's a little bit bigger. You pick up a stool while throwing a punch while in the stands, it's a little bit bigger. You you taunt to draw a push to then punch to then grab a stool. It gets a little bit bigger. And, and you are hurting your team. You are hurting your team. Your team will lose basketball games because of this fight. There's going to be multiple suspensions. Multiple. Everyone that threw a punch. Everyone that shoved. Everyone that came off the bench. Everyone that, that it was involved in this as anything other than a peace, peacekeeper. And that's judging by actions, not intent. Oh, man. That is, that is pretty rough. It's bad. Like I'm watching this now. Like, and, wow. And... and Here's the, here's the thing about it. Let's say there's a huge fight, Lowbro, and you're on Kansas. And you are level-headed. You're, you're the Lowbro that we know, right? The nicest guy on the planet. And, and you go running into the fight because you want to break it up and protect your teammates. 
And in the process, you grab a player from the other team and throw them off one of your teammates. So now you're in trouble. You can't, you can't judge off intent, right? Yeah. All you can do is say you grabbed their player and threw them. Now you're in trouble. There's now really you, no winning in that there's situation. N- as soon as one player on your team loses their cool, it is a rap ski for the entire situation. And, and this is a year where there aren't prevailing storylines in college basketball. There has not been a dominant team. There are not the the face of the league guys like a, like a Zion or like a I mean Steph Curry or you know looking back at the last 15, 20 years of premier players, there aren't those guys that cap captivate the entire league. So the college basketball world is looking for storylines and Kansas just said, hey, here's a great one. Talk about this for a while. And and the thing is, it's one of those. You ever uh, you ever see a video, and and the caption just says, "Watch it over and over again, and each time focus on a different person." Yeah, this is one of those. It's like a Where's Waldo. You like look around. There's so much stuff going just, on. Just yeah, just on watch camera. one a different person each time you watch it. It's like a two minute clip. Watch a different person each time, and and you will be disgusted by something you see, either something they do or something done to them. Oof. And do you know who the MVP of the whole thing is? There's the there's a uh, assistant coach from Kansas that goes running onto the into the fray and just gets like half a hand on the stool that Silvio D'Souza was going to two-handed slam onto someone's head and and he just gets enough of it to make Silvio drop the stool. And and if he doesn't do that, we have Miles Garrett swinging a helmet times 10. He just gets enough of it. Like, I'm watching 34, like the really tall guy from mm-hmm. Kansas, and I'm like, he's D'Souza. like, yeah, like that's that's crazy. Wow. Yeah. It's like an MMA fight. So so it needs to be fixed. I, I would argue this, and I've, and I've argued this for a long time. If, if players break out into a fight, I believe coaches should be suspended as well. If players break, and it, it could simply be because you're responsible for your players, right? If, if you're a business owner, and if you're a stock, if you own a hedge fund and one of your stockbrokers is uh, messing over the SEC, then you are going to be punished and your company is going to be fined. Uh, college basketball should work the same way. If a player acts like a jerk and brings a black eye onto college basketball, then then Bill Self, I think he should be every bit as as held accountable. Okay, now I just saw the stool. All right, mm-hmm. I have to like that's like my jaw just dropped. Like I just noticed it's bad in the corner. Like it's- that's. Like, I couldn't imagine being in that stadium, like, when that's going on. And you want to hear the absolute worst part of it, and, and we're going to talk about this a bit with Bill Roth later on. The section of the stands that they're in is where they sit the the disabled. It's it's the the accessible seating is is the probably the appropriate way to say it. So they are in and amongst the people that require accessible seating. Man. It's man is the right way to put it. Let's take a break. When we come back, more basketball news here on the Tim Donnelly Show. Stick around. Take the Tim Donnelly Show with you anywhere you go. Streaming worldwide on WRADradio.com. Welcome back into the Tim Donnelly Show on the talk of the New River Valley, WRAD, 101.7103.5, AM as well. Uh, we are live inside the Mockadoo studio. Guests and callers join us on the Baker Team Hotline. Uh, appreciate you starting your mornings with us. If you are a bit of a late sleeper, maybe you're up early for 
uh, a good reason or maybe no reason at all today and you caught the show, uh, later on in the day, you can always catch it on the podcast. Um, if you're on the move and you're heading to work or you're out in the garage or you work out in the morning, you can catch it live on the TuneIn app or on WRADradio.com. A few different ways to stream it live. Uh, and then, like I said, just about everywhere podcasts can be found. You can find the Tim Donnelly Show, including Apple Podcasts. If you do go that route, please rate, review, and subscribe. We would greatly appreciate that as well. Now, the national media hype machine is once again cranking overdrive uh, to make sure we all know that Zion Williamson is is playing tonight. Um, big deal. I get it. Number one overall pick. Absolutely. Right? Just as exciting as the, the NFL world was to see Michael Vick strap up the first time for the Atlanta Falcons, the NBA world is excited to see Zion Williamson lace him up for the first time for the New Orleans Pelicans. I, I, I don't chide anyone for being excited to see someone with enormous potential. Just like I don't didn't chide anyone then to, to want to see if the way Michael Vick ran and scrambled would work in the NFL, right? That was before we knew it could, before he revolutionized the position. Zion Williamson has some of those same style of outlier talents that not many other people have, and you, you're excited to see if it will work. But my question is, what does success look like for Zion Williamson? Right? Because expectations are so high, does he have to come in and score 22 points on 10 shots, uh, go to the free throw line seven times, uh, get tally 12 rebounds, four steals? Like, Does, does he need to have a, a otherworldly start to make people believe that he's even coming close to living up to the expectations that have been set for him by the extreme hype machine that has surrounded him since high school. Does he just need to put together a couple highlights, a couple flashes to whet our appetite and make us believe that there's something greater lying under the surface? Right? Does he have to play 30 minutes? Does he have to play 12 minutes but get two dunks? Does he have to score 10 points and have the coaches shut him down on a minute's limit? Are you one of those people out there that's just win, 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 win? The only thing I expect for him to do is win. His team went on a 13-game losing streak not long ago, and they've been winning over the last 15, and he needs to keep that momentum alive. He needs to win, 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 win. Do you think he's going to live up to the hype? I mean, I think he will eventually. I think he's very good. I think he's extremely efficient. But for tonight, I don't care. There's one thing I want him to do tonight. Singular. One thing. Stay healthy. He is a 6'7", 270-pound ball of explosion. Right? And, and we have not seen someone... That big with that much burst ever. We have not seen human joints take that much jumping, right? That much pure force off of the ground on a hardwood floor. It's like those uh, moon shoes. Do you ever see those moon shoes? The ones that are like the bouncy ones you could like. It was like one of those as seen on TV things. I mean, I've seen them, but I I don't think that simulates Zion Williamson too well. (laughs) I don't think you're getting 46 inches off the ground in moon shoes. Probably not. But the the fact of the matter is we haven't seen a physical specimen like Zion Williamson. So all I want 
to be confirmed over the first month is that he can continue playing without breaking down. Right? Remember when, when Duke came to Virginia Tech the first time last year, or the only time they came to Virginia Tech, the first time they played Virginia Tech last year, Zion Williamson was on the bench with an injury. He didn't make it through his college season, which is significantly shorter than an NBA season without getting hurt. And then prior to his first season in the NBA, he was hurt once again and has not played this season yet. He's going to make his debut January 22nd. The thing I need for him to prove before we start talking about anything other than he's got a lot of ability, a lot of potential, is that he can stay healthy. Before I let the hype machine gobble me up, spin me around, and spit me back out, I need him to prove that he can get healthy. Because we don't know if a human body can take what he is putting his body through. And then you look at the next option, right? The other options would be to like lose 40 pounds or, or to, uh, I don't know, go play football on, on grass. I don't, I don't know what else you could, you could expect from him. So Zion plays tonight. Number one overall pick. Hype machine going crazy. Just stay healthy. And, and even if you're a Virginia Tech fan and, and you hate Zion because he knocked you out of the NCAA tournament, I think we can all stand together when we say we want athletes to stay healthy. That sounds like a good thing to get behind. We're going to take a break when we come back. Hokey Hour, including an interesting conversation starter from Landers Nolly's dad. Next. Next. 